It's 2018 and I'm a woman, so you cannot shut me up. Unless you have Michael Cohen wire me $130,000. Michael, you can find me on Venmo under my porn star name, Reince Priebus. Adult film actress Stormy Daniels says fear kept her from talking about an alleged affair with President Trump. There's no question. You threaten someone uh, with a $20 million lawsuit, it's a thuggish tactic. It's no different than what happened in the parking lot in Las Vegas. Was it hush money to stay silent? Yes. If you give me this opportunity, I will owe the Senate seat to no one but the people of Utah. You did it! You did it! It's true. This is the Bannon side. This sort of seems true. And this is the this is the Trump White House. So everybody, I mean, they they would kill each other. You have two fundamental these two sides who would be each other's assassins if they could be. So therefore, how do you get the truth out of out of the out of one side telling you one thing, one side telling, one time, telling you the other. Until you've been on the receiving end of an AR-15, until you've been locked into your club. Look, Wayne LaPierre, Dana Loesch. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever had to deal with that, but as far as I know, that's not the case. We've been locked in a classroom. We have seen our friends text their parents goodbye. We are the experts. We know exactly what we're talking about. How dare you tell us we don't know what we're... I'm, I'm friend, friend. One of the lessons I've learned since starting March for Our Lives, and this was a truly difficult one to grasp, was that surprisingly enough, I don't know everything. The tariffs are high. It is a scene many Americans are struggling to make sense of. Chain link fences, cages, temporarily holding more than a thousand immigrants, many of them children. Would you be comfortable sharing with us the name of the hotel you stayed in last night? No. So when I said I like Trump to like someone that's liberal, they'll say, oh, but he's racist. You think racism can control me? I think our whole relationship with North Korea and the Korean Peninsula is uh, it's going to be a very much different uh, situation than it has in the past. Hey, hey, so this is my, uh, my first podcast. They think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be. A day of the time, and a few hours after some of those final decisions, we have just learned that Justice Anthony Kennedy will be retiring. I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. I was pushed onto the bed, and Brett got on top of me. He began running his hands over my body and grinding into me. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer, still like beer, we drank beer. The drinking age, as I noted, was 18, so the seniors were legal. Senior year in high school, people were legal. But they do lead me to conclude that the allegations failed to meet the more likely than not standard. On this vote, the ayes are 50, the nays are 48. The nomination of Brett M. Kavanaugh of Maryland to be an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed. This is CNN's coverage of election night in America. Again, CNN can now project that Democrats will win the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. What we're reporting right now is that Republicans will keep the Senate. ABC News can project that Republicans will keep control of the Senate. We are going to have 
the Air Force and we are going to have the Space Force. ISIS is done and so is uh, our presence uh, in northeastern Syria. You know, I think the world is safe. I'm at the White House working. You're out there partying tonight, but I don't blame you. Enjoy yourselves. We're going to have a great year. Have a really, really happy New Year. Welcome to the Politics Weekly New Year's Day Special. On the first episode of 2019, we discuss Elizabeth Warren's step towards a 2020 presidential run, the impact of the 116th Congress taking office this week, and other news. We'll also look back at 2018 and announce upcoming podcasts in 2019. Welcome to Politics Weekly. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the New Year's Day special. This will be coming out tomorrow on New Year's Day. This is the first Politics Weekly of 2019. Uh, We're going to reflect on everything that happened in the past year, talk about what's going to go on in the new year. I'm going to talk about some new uh, announcements that are, uh, you know, about series and stuff that are going to be coming. new podcast that I'm going to be doing on top of Politics Weekly. But first, let's get into the news. We are here this week with Classical Liberal Libertarian. Thank you for joining me. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. All right. Uh, so uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about your Instagram account before we get started? All right. Well, as you know, I'm Classical Liberal Libertarian. I'm more on the... Uh... I'd say liberal side of the libertarian, well, classical liberal side. I'm uh, I'm a JFK classical liberal with more um, modern views on economics, like a Chicago school kind of style of economics. Uh, you, 
like I said, you can find me on Classical Liberal Libertarian. I'm just growing my account. I've had it for a few months now. Hmm. Now, what's your stance on abortion? Uh, I'm personally pro-choice as I, uh, um, I respect the liberty of a full-grown woman more than I do of an unborn child. Interesting. All right. Um, so, uh, without further ado, why don't we get right into the news? So let's start with in Illinois. So in Illinois, uh, in 2020, there is going to be a Senate election. Um, uh, Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat from Illinois, the Senate minority whip right now is going to be up. Uh, and he has announced that he will seek re-election. Some people thought because of his age and because of how long he's been in the Senate, he's been in since the early 90s, he might decide to retire. However, Dick Durbin did announce this week that he will be seeking re-election in 2020. What are your thoughts on Dick Durbin seeking re-election in 2020? Uh, Personally, I'm not surprised. I mean, in terms of age, there are a lot of senators who are about the same age as he is. I mean... You've got people like Diane Feinstein who are in, she's in her 80s too. So I'm not 85, I think. Can, yeah. I'm not surprised he's seeking re election. I don't think it'll be that hard for him to get re elected. Hmm. So you don't think this is going to change the game of the 2020 Senate landscape? Uh, I really don't. I think he still has a good lockdown on his seat. Yeah. All right. Anything else you uh, you want to say on this or should we move on? I think we should move on. All right, so Trump made a Christmas trip to Iraq last week. Uh, he is the first president uh, to go to a uh, nation uh, to uh, under you know under siege uh, in history. What are your thought or a nation at war currently? Or what what are your thoughts on uh, on that? I mean, it's the first time he's ever visited a combat zone. Every other president in the past, uh, regardless of party, um, has visited a combat zone multiple times. And I think he was—he really wouldn't have done it on his own. He was kind of pressured into doing it from everyone around him because he, honestly, he's kind of a coward. Mm. He wouldn't, yeah, he really wouldn't go into a war zone. I mean, look at him. Yeah. So good or bad move in your in your mind? I mean, it's good that he finally went, but it's kind of a bad move because he waited this whole time. Yeah. And it's, yeah. All right. Anything else you have to say on that or should we uh, move on? I mean, not really. It's just, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, he, like he, he decided to pull troops, well, not out of Iraq, but he did decide to pull troops out of Afghanistan and Syria. Yeah. And he then goes to decide, and then he decides to go and visit troops in Iraq, which is kind of an ironic move. Hmm. All right, then let's move on. Uh, so, um, Christmas Eve is officially a federal national holiday. Uh, Trump made the event, uh, uh, December 24th, a national or a federal holiday. Um, uh, previously, uh, Christmas Eve was not a federal holiday. It was not a national holiday, although most businesses and schools do tend to close on Christmas Eve. It is not officially a national holiday. However, Donald Trump did make it a, a, uh, a national federal holiday. Uh, this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, 
I really don't care. In fact, I wasn't even aware that it wasn't an actual federal holiday. I mean, the majority of the country does celebrate Christmas. I feel like the vast majority does. And I don't think it will really make a difference regardless on business or schools or anything like that. Mm. So not much of a difference in your mind. Yeah, not really. All right. Should we move on or? Yeah. All right. So Donald Trump officially signed the criminal justice reform bill into law. Um, this was a bill which had passed uh, overwhelmingly in uh, in Congress, um, and uh, it was expected to be passed controversially, but it was passed pretty easily through Congress. But now um, it has uh, officially made its way through um, to the president's desk, and he has chosen to sign it into law. What are your thoughts? I actually do think that's a good move. I mean, we do need a major reform in the criminal justice system right now. I mean, as we see it currently, there are so many people getting locked away for for arbitrary victimless crimes like marijuana possession and other drug possession that really shouldn't be crimes at all. And the only reason they're getting locked up is to make money for either the private prisons or the police force. And I feel like this criminal justice reform is a definite step in the right direction. So you do agree with this decision? Yes. All right. Anything else you have to say on this? or Not, not really. I feel like any, any step closer that we can get to ending the drug war is a good one. Yeah. All right. So um, this week, uh, Donald Trump blamed Democrats for uh, innocent uh, children dying in a tweet. Let me see if I can pull up the, uh, the official tweet that Donald Trump posted. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up right now. Hold on. I'm getting there. Give me one second. Okay, hold on. Um, he said, here's what he said in the tweet, quote, any deaths of children or others at the border are strictly the fault of the Democrats and their pathetic immigration policies that allow people to make the long trek thinking they can enter our country illegally. Um, they can't. If we had a ball, uh, if, sorry, if we had a wall, they wouldn't even try. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you d agree or disagree with Donald Trump's statement? And what are your thoughts on the current immigration crisis uh, going on? I think it's I think it's absurd that he likes to blame the Democrats for this because the Republicans control all three branches of government, right? They control the executive branch, they control the Supreme Court, and both houses of Congress. And I feel like blaming the Democrats. I mean. Look, I'm no Democrat, but blaming the Democrats for something like that when it's obvious that it's your problem and you're the your group is the one who actually has control, I feel like that's kind of dumb. And the immigration crisis right now, I feel like it'd be less of a crisis because uh, 
I was reading somewhere that um, this guy in El Paso, he has a, a charity where I think, um, yeah, yeah, so he was in contact with ICE, and ICE would uh, send him um, these uh, undocumented immigrants where he, he would house them and he would feed them. And uh, in the past year, they completely stopped contacting him. And keep in mind, he's done this for several years now, but then they stopped contacting him and they started dumping all these immigrants on the street. And I feel like uh, it's really mainly the fault of the government to really just, they're, they're just dumping all these immigrants on the street without really caring for them. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mess at this point. Now, what do you think, what do you think are, would be your solution to a border security crisis? Do you think it's a wall? Do you think we just need to switch to open borders? Uh, what are your, what, what's your take? Well, I feel like we should end both the welfare state and the drug war because that's really the the problem with the border crisis right now, right? There are people seeking for the welfare state, and then there's the drug war, right? The cartels and the federal government benefit from the drug war, and I feel like if we ended the drug war, we'd definitely have less of a crisis at the border along with the, if we ended the welfare state. I do not feel like a wall agree with completely open borders i think that's kind of dumb i feel like we should have some sense of borders but a a wall that's 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 really dumb and and yeah yeah in fact the majority of americans i think 62 percent don't believe we should build a wall do you think uh the correct course of action would be uh not a wall do you think the correct course of action would be more border patrol or what what do you think I don't think we need more border patrol. That's we don't need more funding going to there. That's definitely not what we need. What we need to do is we need to take steps in the right direction to end the drug war. That will really reduce the amount of immigration crime, honestly. Mm. All right. Anything else you have to say or should we move on? I think we should move on. All right. Uh so um this week, uh, new uh, office holders uh, will be taking office. Uh, multiple different governors will be taking office this week. Some of them may be even taking office, may have already taken office as of the time this podcast comes up. But this, um, this Thursday, uh, new members of Congress will take office. Uh, this Thursday, Democrats will take control of the United States House of Representatives for the first time in almost a decade. Um, uh, it is expected that Nancy Pelosi, the current House Minority Leader, will be elected the new Speaker of the House. Um, uh, as of right now, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, is on track to become the new House Minority Leader. Um and that is what will happen in the House. In the Senate, Republicans will have more of an edge than they uh, do currently. As of this moment, they have uh, a 51 to 47 uh, majority. However, uh, two independents, uh, Bernie Sanders from Vermont and Angus King from Maine, have chosen to caucus with the Democrats, which means that uh, Republicans only have a 51 to 49 majority. 
um, come this Thursday, Republicans will have 53 seats as opposed to the Democrats' 45 seats. Again, because of Bernie Sanders and Angus King caucusing with the Democrats, they will have uh, about a 53 to 47 majority when you factor that all in, um, but it's still a bigger majority. Uh, right now, multiple new members uh, of the Senate will be taking office. Uh, on First of all, Martha McSally will be appointed uh, to John McCain's ex-seat. She is a Republican. She lo- She's a congresswoman. She lost um, the Senate election for Jeff Flake's seat, but she will be appointed to John McCain's seat this Thursday. But there will also be new senators taking office. Uh, for example, Kristen Sinema, a uh, Democrat from Arizona, will be succeeding Republican Jeff Flake in the U.S. Senate. Um, she picked up the seat after Flake decided to retire. Uh, in Nevada, um, Jackie Rosen, a uh, Democrat from Nevada, will be uh, taking over after she defeated Dean Heller in November. Um, in uh, in uh, North Dakota, Kevin Kramer, Republican, defeated uh, incumbent Heidi Heitkamp. Josh Hawley, the Republican from Missouri, also defeated... Uh, 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 defeated incumbent Democrat Claire McCaskill. Uh, Rick Scott, the uh, Republican from Florida, will also be taking over for uh, Bill Nelson. Uh, in Utah, Mitt Romney, the 2012 presidential uh, nominee for the Republicans, and uh, the former governor of Massachusetts, uh, will be taking uh, will be taking over for Orrin Hatch, the Republican who chose to retire this year. Uh, after serving multiple terms since the since the 80s, since 1981, he took office, um, and uh, multiple different uh, Republicans will also uh, be retiring from their uh, posts. Um, for example, uh, Joe Donnelly, uh, one-term Democrat, will be succeeded by uh, Mike Braun, the Republican. Um, so there's that, and then uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else um, I'm missing. Um, I think I got everybody. Did I get everybody? I think so, yeah. Okay, so I think I went through through all the, uh, yeah, the, the, those, I think those were just about all the Republicans and Democrats that are going to be new members of the United States. Oh, and Marsha Blackburn, Marsha Blackburn, that was another one. Marsha Blackburn will be... Uh, going to the United States Senate, she is succeeding uh, the Republican Bob Corker uh, in a contentious after a contentious uh, election. She will be going to the United States Senate as well. Um, so that I believe. Let me just double check. Uh, but I believe that's it. If I'm not mistaken, just give me one second. Um. Uh, yep, that's just about it. So, um, these were the new senators that took office this year. Uh, what are, are your thoughts on uh, these senators taking office? Well, one person that I do, I'm kind of, honestly, I really don't know what's going to happen with him, is Mitt Romney. Because he's been the governor of Massachusetts. He was the... Uh, the uh, um the republican nominee for presidential for the presidential election in 2012 
And he has been one of those, well, compared to modern days, he's been one of those sort of moderate Republican voices. And he's, from from the very beginning, he's not been a, a Trump sympathizer. And I really don't know how he will hold up in the Senate if he'll just, uh, you know, submit to Trump like every one of those Republicans did, except for John McCain. I really don't know what he'll do. But I hope he doesn't do that. I hope he does have uh, somewhat of a voice of reason. Um, that's my thoughts on Mitt Romney. So do you think that, that he'll do that, or do you think he'll be in defiance of Trump? Do you think he'll almost become like the Jeff Flake or the Bob Corkers, uh, where they often vote against Trump and often speak out against him? Or do you think he will uh, be complicit with Trump uh, in order to retain his seat in future elections. Look, I hope he, I I hope he definitely doesn't sympathize with Trump hundred percent. He's gotta, you gotta have some Republican voices in there who don't just follow whatever the president does. I mean, he's up there in age. He's seventy one, so it's not like he's gonna be in the Senate forever. So if he if he is able to provide a voice of reason and actually you know, speak out against Trump's incessant lying, then I feel like that'll be a step in the right direction for the Republican Party because right now they are definitely not what they were even six years ago. Mm. Um, now, would you agree with uh, a, a direction that Mitt Romney would take the party in or the direction that uh, uh, Jeff Flake or Bob Corker have been trying to take the Republican Party in, which is more of a, a, a moderation, more of a stance of moderation. Would you agree with that or would you not agree with that? In terms of for the betterment of the country and the party, I would definitely agree with that. I am definitely not a Republican, but for what's best for the party and what's best for the, um, the country with the Republican Party, I feel like a moderate step in the right, I feel like a moderation would be a definite step in the right direction. Interesting. Um, how do you feel about, do you think Republicans will have a little bit more wiggle room in the Senate to, uh, to confirm uh, Trump appointees now that, um, now that they have 53 seats? Or do you think that they'll still face a number of issues with certain senators. I mean, I feel like they'll. It'll be about the same. I mean, Trump got a lot. I think the majority of who he picked, he got appointed. Just like Brett Kavanaugh, um, he still got Brett Kavanaugh appointed, regardless of the Democrats. And look, regardless of Brett Kavanaugh did whatever those women claimed to do. Uh, I don't think he was the right choice due to his uh, drafting of the Patriot Act and infringement upon the Fourth Amendment. Hmm. All right. Um, anything else you have to say on this issue? Uh, no, not really. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Senator Elizabeth Warren, an announcement she made uh, as of this morning, uh, as of the time we're speaking uh, she released a video announcing that she is starting an exploration committee for the presidency. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from Massachusetts, is starting an exploration committee for the presidency. Um, do you think she's going to run, and do you think she can win if she runs? Um, I, 
I think she will run. I think she's going to throw her hat in the ring. I think there's there's going to be the, the people who I think will definitely run will be her, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Uh, I think those are definitely three people who will definitely run, and those are on the more progressive side of things. And I do not believe she will win. She's kind of she she doesn't really have that. She has a moderate name recognition, but she's kind of up there with Hillary Clinton in terms of do people actually like her? There's not a there's not a lot of people uh, who actually like her. She's very very progressive and left wing. And I don't think she will get the Democratic nomination if she does decide to run. Now, do you think if she gets the nomination, do you think she has a chance of beating Trump? I, I feel, yeah, I feel like she would have a chance. But I feel like it would be the same chance that Hillary Clinton had in 2016. Maybe slightly better. But then again, she is very, very left-wing and very progressive now that yeah now i'm looking at the 270 to win senate map for 2020 democrats of course uh salivating at the idea of taking back the senate in 2020 they'd love to take it back uh they pretty much need to run the table to take it back but there are a few opportunities a lot of democrats believe um they um that they're going to pick up colorado because that's going in more of a democratic direction um, Democrats think they may have a chance in Arizona. Let's say they get that. Um, and then, uh, let's say they get, uh, North Carolina, um, cause a lot of Democrats are hoping they can defeat Tom Tillis, the incumbent Democrat. Um, they get 50, 50. Um, and if they win the presidency, all Democrats get a majority in the Senate. But, um, if, uh, well, two things, first of all, a lot of, uh, Democrats already believe that Alabama is a lost cause, uh, which would give Republicans a majority. But let's say they need a, okay, they need another seat, so they get Maine. They they pick up Maine, uh, and that gets them to fifty back to fifty fifty. If uh, if Elizabeth Warren wins the presidency, um, she will have to resign from her Senate seat, and the governor that will appoint her replacement will be Charlie Baker, a Republican. Uh, it's believed, even in spite of his moderation, he'll probably appoint uh, a Republican. That would give Republicans a 51-49 majority. So do you think in that sense that it might hurt Democrats uh, to run somebody like Elizabeth Warren if she does win? Because that might hurt their chances of getting back the Senate. I think that's very, very far-fetched. And I do believe, I don't think it is definitely like set in stone but it has been tradition that if someone is relieved of their senate seat um the governor must appoint someone of the same party to their senate seat so i feel like if she if all of this does end up happening a democrat will most likely be appointed to the senate just like what happened in uh, wyoming in the early 2000s when one of the senators died the governor was actually a democrat during wait this the, this might have been the 90s but no, this um, was 2007 yeah 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 um so the governor governor friedenthal at the time was a democrat and he had appointed a republican to replace yes, a republican John Brasso, I, yeah yeah and i feel like if all this does end up happening a democrat will likely succeed her 
Now, in 2013, Frank Wattenberg, who was the senator from New Jersey, ended up dying. Chris Chris he was a Democrat. Demo- uh, Chris Christie, a Republican, was the governor. He ended up appointing uh, Jeffrey uh, Chisa, his or Chifa, his uh, attorney general, uh, the Republican attorney general, uh, who he had appointed to that seat uh, to continue serving uh, in that seat um, until the special election when Cory Booker picked that seat back up for the Democrats. Do you think that that could happen? And then also with Oregon um, in the 90s, um, there was, hold on, let me look up what his name was. But in the 90s, there was a Republican senator in uh, in Oregon um because uh, right now Ron Wyden is the senator, and he was a he was a House member at the time, um, but uh, at the time, to- but um, before he was a senator, there was a guy named Bob Packwood, and Bob Packwood was accused of sexual misconduct, and uh, Republicans and Democrats were both unanimously threatening to expel him from the Senate. Uh, which they do have the authority to do, so he resigned in disgrace. And then the governor uh, at the time, uh, let me look up his name real quick. Um, Governor, uh, uh, he was right before Kate Brown. Hold on. Um, The governor at the time was John Kidshaber, and he was a Democrat, so even though Bob Packwood, a Republican, resigned, uh, John Kidshaber was the Democratic governor, and he ended up appointing uh, Ron Wyden to that seat in 1996, and Republicans have never held that seat since. Um, Ron Wyden, is, to this day, continues to hold that seat in the United States Senate. Do you think something like that could happen um, if, if that were the case? Uh, yeah, I feel like that could happen, but if if that does happen, keep in mind that they would probably still control the House, and then they would also have the executive branch to the for, for the Democrats as well, so I feel like that wouldn't be as big of a deal if it were controlled by all the Democrats or all the Republicans, but there's a definite chance of that happening. What do you believe... If Republicans get end up with a fifty one forty nine majority uh, in the Senate um, and, Rep- and Democrats win back the presidency in twenty twenty, and uh, assuming they keep uh, control of the United States House of Representatives, um, do you think Elizabeth Warren could get support from more moderate Republicans if she wants bills passed? For example, if she wants health care reform passed, uh, could she get? Should could she turn to? Uh, Republicans, uh, maybe more moderate Republicans, uh, like, I don't know, say for instance, Mitt Romney or Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski uh, for uh, guidance in, uh, in getting more comprehensive health care reform passed through the Senate? Uh, or do you think that it's just going to be impossible even with a 51, even even if Republicans hold a slim majority? I think at this point, I, I think it's very unlikely that it will happen. One of the reasons being that she's on the very progressive side, uh, even for moderate Republicans, and that in today's day and age, everything is just so partisan, like you're either with the party or you're not. 
And I feel like that's really the problem. You've got to have your own, as a senator, you've got to not follow the party. You've got to follow yourself. And until we receive real change, I do not think that moderate Republicans making compromises with uh, more progressive Democrats, I don't think that will really be likely to happen. And finally, what do you think Democrats have to do? What type of candidate do they have to run if they want to win the presidency in 2020? I feel like they definitely need to have someone like, I would really have to say this, maybe a Southern Democrat that is able to garner votes in in the South, but is also able to, is very moderate on things, like a lot of Southern Democrats are, but they're able to garner votes in the South and um, other swing states, just like, this is a long time ago, but Jimmy Carter, he's a Southern Democrat. He won the election because he was a more conservative Democrat. And I feel like if we have a more moderate Democrat, they will definitely have a higher chance of of, uh, winning the election. Um, so you believe, so that, so you believe they need more of like a blue dog Democrat? Yes. Do you think there's any chance they're going to nominate a blue dog Democrat? Like say John Bell Edwards, the democratic governor of Louisiana, or say Joe Manchin, the democratic Senator from West Virginia. Are you, do you think the party's just gone so far left that that's out of the picture? I, I'm very, I really don't know because, well, both parties have been heading in opposite directions these past few years, but you have have people like uh, rising star Beto O'Rourke on the left. He's definitely more of a moderate Democrat, and I I could definitely see him as the nominee. He's young. He's full of charisma. He's also more moderate, and if he gets the nominee, that's definitely better than someone who's so far on the left like Bernie Sanders. All right. Um, now, uh, anything else you have to say on this issue or should we move on? Uh, we can move on. All right. So the Vatican, uh, spokesman and deputy spokeswoman have resigned. Uh, today, um, the Vatican spokesman, uh, the spokesman to the Vatican, Greg Burke, um, uh, resigned as did his deputy, uh, Polima Garcia Overja, um, they both, uh, announced that they, uh, resigned, um, they announced this, uh, today, let me see if I can find part of their statement, um, they say, um, at this, Burke says in a tweet, he says, at this time of transition in, uh, the Vatican, uh, communications, we think it is best, uh, that uh, the Holy Father is completely free to assemble a new team, new year, new adventures. Um, uh, and he said that he and Garcia were planning this for months. Uh, Garcia uh, said in a tweet, she said, one stage is ending. Thank you for these two and a half years. Um, what are your thoughts on them resigning? And do you think that perhaps this might have had something to do with the current scandals going on? Because, you know, a lot of the scandals, as you know, very sad, um, very unfortunate, but unfortunately there have been disturbing allegations that have come out about, uh, the, the church. Um, and, uh, 
right now, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Illinois Attorney General, Lisa Madigan, uh, came out with, uh, uh, she, she found, uh, a number of, uh, of allegations which came out, which were very disturbing, uh, in Illinois and Chicago, um, uh, do you think it had anything to do with that, or do you think that it had nothing to do with that? I wouldn't say that it had nothing to do with it, nor would I say that it had everything to do with it. I mean, I'm not very much of a churchgoer myself. I don't really pay attention to these issues as much as I do others. But I think there is there might be some sort of link, but I don't think that is entirely what it is. I mean, they did say, I, I don't entirely believe this, but they did say that they... Uh, they were planning this decision for for months, but that might have been in lieu of if they knew they were if they knew this news was going to get out eventually, they may have planned their resignation earlier. I think that may have been part of it. Mm. So, so that's what you believe. I I really don't know. I mean, this has just come out today. We've definitely got to get more more reading more information on this i don't think you can come up with a definite answer at this moment at this time i think there's definitely going to be more that'll come out later all right um and finally the the final news story today is about uh kellyanne conway she was bashing nancy pelosi she's the counselor to the president she was um Bashing Nancy Pelosi. As you know right now, the shutdown in Washington is raging on. Employees are not going to be able to get their paycheck. Um, public employees won't be able to get their paycheck until the government reopens. Uh, she attacked uh, Kellyanne Conway. Um, uh, be, she attacked her for residing currently on vacation in Hawaii, saying that she needed to be present during the shutdown. Uh, uh, Conway said to Sandra Smith on Fox News Sunday yesterday, she said, uh, quote, Nancy Pelosi needs to come back from Hawaii. Less hula and more moolah. Uh, do you agree with Kanye? Or, sorry, not Kanye. Conway. Uh, or do you disagree? I mean, it's shut down. There's really nothing she can do. So if she wants to go to Hawaii, go to Hawaii. And the shutdown is not the Democrats' fault. I mean... The like I said uh, a few minutes ago, it, the shutdown is definitely the uh, the Republicans' fault. They decide. In fact, Trump uh, before the shutdown actually ha happened, he did say that he would take bl take blame, but then he decides to blame the Democrats, even though they control the majority of every single branch of the government. I feel like it's just silly to to blame the de to blame the Democrats for this. And if Nancy Pelosi need, uh, wants to go to Hawaii during the shutdown, then go ahead. I mean, there's really nothing she can do for the government at this point because it's shut down. Hmm. Um, uh, anything else you have to say on the issue? I mean, not really. It's just kind of hypocritical for Kellyanne Conway to be saying this kind of stuff. Right. Now, I believe, also, I believe Paul Ryan is also on vacation as of this moment. Well, he's, he's resigning. Or he's this. retiring. He, he, he yeah. has his job until 
Thursday as both mm-hmm. a congressman and a speaker of the house. Yes, I don't have a problem with him taking vacation, really. I mean, I believe Mitch McConnell was also on vacation. The Senate I mean, Majority Leader from yeah, Kentucky. Look, if if anyone's on vacation, it really doesn't matter. Government shut down. There's nothing, nothing they can do to stop mm. people from going on vacation during the shutdown, regardless of party. Yeah. So when you when you criticize Nancy Pelosi for going on vacation, but then you stay silent on more people in your party going on vacation, I that that's kind of ironic. Mm. All right. Uh, anything else you have to say, or? Uh, do you want to get into the resolutions? Uh, let's just get into the resolutions, I think. Okay, so uh, this is the first episode of Politics Weekly of 2019. So, um, couple, uh, before I get into the announcements, what, what were your highlights personally, I guess in terms of the political landscape, what were your political highlights of 2018 and what do you hope happens in 2019? Well, what I hope... Okay, well, first of my highlights would definitely be the criminal justice reform. That's a step in the right direction. And this isn't a highlight for me necessarily, but for the majority of the nation, the Democrats taking the House, that was a highlight. Um, and what I'd like to see in 2019 is definitely more... Well, less lying. That's what I'd like to see, less lying from... From the Republican Party, I mean they—they've done an excessive amount of lying these past two years, and it—it it does nothing but hurt them. Uh, it really does. And if they can work, to, if both parties can work together on some issues, that would probably be all I—all I'd want from those two parties this year. Mm. And what else would you say personally? Would you like to see? Well, I definitely, I don't think it'll be done anytime soon, but I'd really like to end the drug war. I'd like to end the welfare state. There's a lot of things that I'd like to end, um, but it won't happen anytime soon. But there are steps that we can take to ensure that it'll eventually get there. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So without that, why, with, with that, why don't we... Uh... Why don't we move on into some of uh, the announcements? Um, so, first of all, um, in 2020, um, well, actually, that's too far ahead. I won't go there. there but uh, Debate Central. So, uh, Debate Central, as you know, uh, I, I did an episode um, of Debate Central, the first episode. It was kind of like a pilot, it was kind of a test run. Um, and, uh, over the summer, so, um, Debate Central will be continuing, and I've already recorded, uh, a new episode about the issues surrounding Black Lives Matter, so prepare for that to come out in 2019. Uh, I also have some other ones planned, uh, but yeah, expect, uh, new episodes, uh, coming out, uh, in 2019, um, the other thing is uh, President uh, Review is going to be a new series I'm going to be doing with Liberal Libertarian, uh, where we essentially go over every president um, and we review their administration. Um, you know, I, 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 
I think if you listen to the first couple episodes of my podcast, I, I, I was very open about a lot of my political opinions. I kind of tried to stay away from that on this podcast because I want to make it more about the guest rather than myself. But if you don't like that, if you want a different side of me where I'm more open about my political views, um, President Review is going to be a podcast where I'm more open about my my uh, my thoughts and my my reviews. Um, I'm also going to be uh, planning a. I'm also working on. I'm in the process of doing a YouTube channel connected to Politics Weekly and a website for Politics Weekly. So stay tuned for updates about that. Um, and then uh, uh, I'm also going to be doing, this is going to be a segment which is going to be a part of Politics Weekly, um, is going to be uh, presidential profiles um, where we talk about uh, all the candidates that have gotten into the 2020 race. Um, and we're going to be talking, or it's going to be called Presidential Profile 2020, where we talk about all the candidates, uh, all the major candidates that get into the race uh, and we're going to be talking about their background and their profile um, and uh, what their life was like before they decided to run for president. Um, so that's going to be fun. Stay tuned for that fun little series. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, 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 election talk is going to continue, but we're going to be doing election talk 2019. Again, there are three different governor's races this year, which are all expected to be at least somewhat competitive. There's uh, uh, John Bell Edwards, the Democratic governor of Louisiana, is trying to keep his seat uh, in Mississippi. Republicans, it's an open seat, and Republicans are trying to hold that seat against the popular Attorney General Jim Hood there. He's a Democrat. Um, and then in Kentucky, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, race to see if... Uh, if the incumbent Matt Bevan can hold on to his seat, obviously right now the Attorney General uh, and former son and son of former Governor uh, Andy Bashir, or C. Bashir, Andy Bashir is running, and then also uh, Rocky Adkins, the Minority Leader of the Kentucky House, is running. That's going to be a really contentious uh, fight. So stay tuned for all those things. Uh, I'm also going to be announcing the new title of the podcast network that Politics Weekly and all these other shows are going to be on. It's going to be called Civic Central. Uh, Civic Central is going to be the name of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for all of those things. Um, classically liberal libertarian, thank you again for joining me. Before you go, why don't you tell people where you can be found on social media? Alright, I just have a profile here on Instagram. It's just uh, like I stated at the beginning of the podcast, it's at Classical Liberal Libertarian. Uh, I'm trying to grow my page here, so any kind of uh, support would be appreciated. I am open to views on all sides. Uh, I'm open to debates as long as they're civil, and that's about it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.